0: What's going on, youth pastors, Paul Turner here from the Disciple Project.net here with another great episode for you today on the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? How are you feeling? Are you feeling it today? Are you feeling like, yeah, I got this, or are you feeling like oh, you know, just kind of long sighs? <laughs> we all have those days, so don't beat yourself up over it. It's it is a common thing. Uh, But the good news is is that God loves you, uh, that you are doing your very best to do what you do. So, So don't get down on yourself, okay? Now listen, today's episode, it's episode 198, if you can believe that. 198 episodes so i want to thank all of you for being a part of these episodes as we build up to episode 200 and i'll tell you how you can be involved in that in just a second but first i want to welcome in our brand new listeners thank you so much for being a part of today's episode i hope that you enjoy it i hope that you'll stick around i hope that you'll subscribe and say listen i want this podcast in my earbuds every week and if you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your time and attention. You have plenty of things to do. I don't know what you're doing right now. You could be riding a bike, washing the dog, uh, you know, just sitting around. Who knows what you're doing? But listen, whatever you're doing, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. So I mentioned this is episode 198, which means we are just a couple of episodes away from 200. And I know that this is, for some people, 200 is just kind of a random number. But, you know, it's a, it's a milestone for me uh, I've been doing this for close to six years. Uh, some of you have been with me on the journey from episode one. Some of you are brand spanking new. But either way, if you would like to participate in this, real simple uh, if you would like to just send me a few words of maybe your favorite episode or something you enjoy about the podcast, if you would like to send me an audio message, uh, you can do that and say, I'll be glad to put you right here on the podcast and leave uh, your glowing words here so that others can hear. You can do that two ways. You can either send it to Project at gmail.com or feel free to text me at 205-260-7229. I would love to hear from you uh, if you want to share uh, your experience with the podcast and uh, if it's meant something to you, if a particular episode you enjoyed, whatever it is, uh, feel free to join in and we'll have ourselves a big old time at episode two hundred. And I'll share uh, your thoughts with the rest of the listening audience. And so today I want to talk to you about thoughts on deconstruction. Once again, uh, I'm not a master of it. I'm not, uh, I don't know if I've even gone through a proper one in that regard, Uh, but you know, I'm going to share my thoughts about it anyway. Take it for what it's worth. I'm just one guy with a podcast sharing his ideas. So take that for what it's worth. Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you about a brand new resource. It is called Time to Tell. It is a brand new series I have just put out. It is about getting kids to share their testimony. If they have experienced Christ, if they have uh, encountered Jesus, then they have a story to tell. And I want to give you the tools so that you can help students be able to share their story. In fact, I end the night, end the series with what is called Time to Tell Night, And it's an opportunity for every kid that wants to to share their story and they can share it. You know, you'll you'll, I give you the kind of the blueprint uh, of kids can share just in youth group and be able to share or you can have an opportunity for them to share it on social uh, because this all comes out of me teaching Sunday school and finding out my students have not shared their story. Have they have not gone public? if you will, on social media by sharing testimony or scripture or anything that regards to their spiritual lives. And I wanted to create a process for them and a safe place for them to share their story, to build up boldness, to build up confidence, because I think that's a lot of times what teenagers need. They just need confidence to do that. And then opportunity, a safe place to practice it so that they can then go into the public world and then maybe get to share their story. So if you are interested in this, check it out. I'll put a link down in the description. Like I said, it's four weeks. I give you tools for them to be able to write out their testimony. Uh, I give you a little, a new thing that I'm putting in is a new uh, meeting worksheet where you are actually equipping students uh, to help you share this message. So I put a lot of roles and responsibilities there that you can put a student's name on it and say, Hey, help me do this. Uh, So it's packed with all the graphics. It's got games, it's got slides, it's got all the stuff so if you're interested in time to tell if you want your kids to be able to share their story with boldness and with confidence and and give them the uh, the foundation of why they should share it well then these four weeks are going to be for you so there'll be a link down in the show notes. All right, so let's go and get into it. Like I said, uh, I'm going to talk about deconstruction. I'm not a a professor here. I've not read a ton of books. I've not read a ton of articles. Uh, I've never, like I said, been through a, whatever people define as a proper deconstruction process, but that doesn't mean I haven't gone through some deconstruction myself. And uh, one of the reasons why I don't think I have gone through a, uh, a whole thing, I mean, listen, Regardless of what you think about it, um, you know, some people uh, have turned this deconstruction process, I don't know, into a science or an art or like the Enneagram, or I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm I'm not super proficient at it. I do understand it. I understand what it is. I understand uh, both the positives and the negatives of it. And I'm not here to sell either view, quite frankly, uh, other than the fact that my own experience with it. Uh, I have an Adolinic uh, mind, right? So I find myself analyzing my beliefs in real time. I, I know how to think back. I know, you know, what's real and not real for me. I know what the experience was for me. So maybe I'm always deconstructing, right? I'm no super Christian though. I struggle with the tension between culture and scripture. And the best I can do, like anyone else, like you, is pray, search the scriptures, and attempt to know the heart of God listen, I have often examined the conditions of my conversion. Who, who who was there, right? Who did that message come from? What was the, the circumstances? Where was I? And why did I go forward? Or why did I receive Christ uh, about my conversion? So I, I think of those things. And I thank God that they didn't contain any red flags. A, a, it's simple. A camp counselor, Chuck Winters, Chuck Winters, if you ever hear this, God bless you. Thank you for praying with me. Prayed with me on a bench in the game room at camp. The simplicity of that moment sticks with me. I had great, not perfect, youth pastors who didn't just tell me what to do to make God happy. They instructed me on how to feed myself, how to become fruitful in the faith, and how to love others. In my younger days, listen, I was swayed, Like a lot of other people, uh, even today, being swayed between being super Pharisaical, right? The rules, the law, this is how you do it, and judgment, uh, being judgmental and all that. And then, and then between being that and then trying to be grace filled, especially as a teenager, super difficult. But trying to find balance, you know, between being an obedient follower of Christ and a loving human being that's what that's what I was trying to do and listen sometimes i failed on both counts now i know many adults who came to christ as teenagers you know have had toxic experience i've seen kids grow up in in youth ministry in the church and they've had hard times because of a, a multitude of factors you know they uh, had overbearing christian parents or judgmental youth pastors, or they had toxic experiences in the church. And so deconstruction from that point of view of saying, I need to work through these things is a positive thing. You want to get rid of all these toxic emotions. You want to reduce it all down to, you know, why did I fall in love with Jesus in the first place? That's the whole goal is to eject or jettison anything that convolutes the true faith that you have in Jesus Christ. And you have to get rid of some of these things. I get that, I understand it. I have heard awful preaching. I have seen terrible uh, altar calls. Sadly, uh, I was probably in my younger years, probably a part of that. And uh, you know, all I can do is say to those that were in my youth ministry, sorry. I mean, I I regret as anybody would, uh, allowing hyper spirituality to lead me versus the Holy Spirit leading me. And after 30 years of ministering to youth, I have paid much closer attention to my own way of calling kids to Christ and how to disciple them. I'm hyper aware at camps to make sure kids aren't being manipulated into a commitment that the Holy Spirit has not led them to. I mean, I want to guard them. I want to protect them from toxic moments so that when Christ does visit them and, and they do have an encounter with Jesus, it's, it's about as pure as experience as it can be. And we should all listen, take time to examine our commitments, our behavior, our beliefs. You know, 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, look, that we ought to examine ourselves to see if we are still in the faith, keeping in mind the scriptures rather than the culture, because culture is always changing and always skewing against God. My concern for anyone in deconstruction mode is that the baby Jesus is being thrown out with the bathwater. Some people come out stronger and healthier after deconstruction, but many come out hollow because instead of examining their faith in the light of scripture, they use personal experiences, personal preferences, what's easier, or even personal politics exclusively. And many students and adults make the mistake of judging their faith by their feelings, which often leads to a premature rejection of faith. In other words, if the main thought in deconstruction is the faith I believe in can't be good if it makes me make hard choices or puts any stress on me, then I think this is bad deconstruction. The life of a follower of Jesus is hard and the path of a disciple is filled with stressful moments. I mean, Jesus promised us, promised those who would follow him that they would receive the same kind of treatment That he would. And I also believe that as youth workers, we shouldn't add to the already stressful life of a teenager with the pressure to perform or preach difficult topics without thoughtful discussion to help them understand that topic better. And maybe we should ask, are they going to deconstruct this later in life? And is it worth adding back when that reconstruction begins? when it comes to certain kinds of programming, when it comes to certain things that we plan and we do or things that we do in service, we have to then reconsider and say, well listen, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe this isn't maybe this isn't gonna be good for them down the line. It may not be good for them 10 years from now, when they're starting to process this out. And listen, I don't believe in blind faith. I don't believe everyone should be in lockstep with their denomination. I also don't believe that we should cast away wisdom for cultural popularity. Somewhere in between, there is a proper place to drop the thoughts or practices that make faith unfruitful or that are making you miserable in the sense of toxicity, the stuff that doesn't line up with God's word or with the way God wants us to live our lives. Once again, God, I don't believe God wants us to be miserable with our faith. I think God wants us to just live our faith and to trust him daily. And anything that's, that's adding to that, that is creating chaos or confusion, probably needs to be dropped in some way or better understood. And so in that regard, A deconstruction of those things is a good thing as long as you're processing well, as long as you have people around you to help you, as long as you have people to guide you and pray with you and all the things there. Once again, not a professional at this. I don't don't know everything, but I do know that to do it alone is super difficult, that you got to have people in your life who love you, care about you, uh, want the best for you and also want you to experience God in the best way possible. So, what I'm doing with my students uh, to help this along, because I'm really thinking 10 years down the road and thinking, okay, if they're going to do this anyway, then I want to give them some tools now that could help the process along. And once again, it's different for everybody. But the good news is that God is with each individual and understands each individual and is graceful towards them. God is not against our doubts. God is not against our struggle, uh, with certain things. God is there to help and participate in that. And we likewise as youth pastors should help and process and be loving and kind in those types of situations. And for me, for me, like I said, I found, and I want to just give you guys a free tool here. Um, something I found, uh, from, A podcast. It's a video uh, and video podcast, and it's called Thirty Minutes with the Perrys, and it's hosted by Preston and Jackie Hill Perry. Jackie Hill Perry uh, is a speaker. She's a hip hop artist, uh, and they do a great discussion. It's a thirty minute discussion talking about friends who leave the faith. They also include some things about deconstruction there, Uh, and so I am doing that video. I'm doing it in little fifteen minute increments. Uh, with my students. And I have written up some small group questions, the same small group questions that I've done with my students. And uh, if this would be of use to you, I have put a link down in the show notes. Once again, you can determine for yourself whether it's valuable for your students. I'm finding it valuable with my students as we kind of cross out the conversion process. Why do we need Jesus getting down into those foundational things of the faith. And I have to say, we have had uh, our first lesson already, and I thought it was a very good discussion. Uh, And so if it's good for you and you want to use it with your students, once again, the video, I'll put a link down to the webpage. It's public on my blog. Uh, It's got the video there, and it also has the questions. And there's far more questions than you probably will be able to use in a meeting. You could split it up. You could you know show it in 10 minute increment you whatever know, you choose to do it but i'm finding some success with it in the sense of wh- where it takes us into the into the foundational things and really having students understand the process of coming to christ and following Jesus and what that means. And so I think, uh, Preston and Jackie uh, Hill Perry have done a fantastic job. I think it's a a good, um, a good podcast, good discussion, lots of great quotes in there. So the link is down in the show notes. And like I said, I'm not anything, but a, but a a dude who loves Jesus, who does not understand everything about deconstruction. I I don't understand everything about it, but, but those are my thoughts. Take it for what they're worth. It's just me. It's just some dude on the podcast, talking about thoughts and my experience and my conversion and how I came to Christ. And you know what? You're going to do the same thing. Maybe someday you're going to go through your own process. In fact, I would say a lot of youth workers are going through the process because they experience the toxicity of the church at an entirely different level. Uh, They see behind the curtain, they are in the back rooms, they are in the boardrooms, they are in the meetings, and they see things and you see things and I've seen things that are not great. They're not wonderful. They could cause you to doubt a lot of things and doubt your calling and all that stuff. And so my prayer for you, regardless of my thoughts on anything, here's the deal. If you're there, God is with you. God is for you and God loves you. And my hope is that if you are in any kind of process that you'll just take it slow. You'll gather some folks around you who love and care about you and begin to process things out. However, that looks for you. God is with you in it though. And that is it for today's episode, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope uh, I didn't step on too many toes. I hope you know that my heart uh, isn't to, uh, you know, instruct others on how to live their lives and all that other stuff. But at least those are my thoughts uh, because it's, it, you know, that topic comes to the forefront and, and is coming to the forefront more often, it seems. And uh, I would just want to help you. I want to help you help students that if they're going to hit that process to give them some tools, Um, to be able to work that out. So, but listen, if you enjoyed the podcast today, I would love if you went over and uh, left a review, some stars, maybe five stars would be great because if it's five stars and you leave a review, I'm going to read it right here on the podcast. So I'll leave a link for that down in the show notes as well. So listen guys, as always, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, These are difficult times. These are hard times. There's stresses, there's problems, there's family issues. There's all kinds of things that you're going through. And it is easy, easy as somebody who knows, as somebody who has, who goes through it on a weekly, sometimes daily basis as to whether I'm doing anything good or doing anything of value or or making any kind of difference at all. I have to tell myself sometimes, Paul, you're doing the best you can and you're doing a good job and you can get better. I tell myself that. And so I just repeat what I tell myself to you and say, listen, you're doing a good job and you're just going to get better. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your calling. Don't give up on doing good because in due season, you will reap a reward. That's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you guys in episode 199.